Welcome everybody to QSC Play Out Loud, Episode 1, a monthly podcast dedicated to taking you on an exciting musical journey where we will be exploring artists as we hitch a ride with them, finding out what makes them tick, and even some of the stories behind their creations. Well, before we get into it, here's a brief history of QSC. We're a 52-year-old company, starting off as an amplifier manufacturer and later expanding into the vast world of mixers and loudspeakers as well. As of today, QSC has built an entire audio, video and control ecosystem to manage the end-to-end requirements of our customers. We're broadcasting today out of the regional QSE office for South Asia here in Bangalore, India, a state-of-the-art facility where you can actually experience the power of the QSE ecosystem. And who better to experience the QSE ecosystem than with uh, our musical guests here today? We have with us all the fat children, ATFC. So we have with us uh, Vikram, Vikram with a CK. Vikram, can you give us a shout-out, please? Yo, what's up? And uh, we have Eben. Uh, Eben, can you give us a shout-out? Hello, hello. Alright, so um, unfortunately, the percussionist or the drummer, Sachin, could not make it today. So, yeah, so we have the two of y'all. Vikram over here, he is the, the bassy and the background vocals, correct? Yes. And uh, Eben is uh, with the lead and the lead vocals. So, um, yeah, guys, how is it going? And uh, what do you think of the recording today? It's good fun. It's missing percussion, but yeah, good fun. Has it always been a three-piece band or have you guys had more modulations? We've always been three-piece. The power trio, I think, was the really good rock band structure. The power trio really reinforces that sound, makes it quite unique in its own way. Yeah, actually, but I I did personally enjoy you guys just playing um, Unplugged. Unplugged for you, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So you guys have been uh, together for, what, 12 years now? Mm, yeah. I Have you guys stopped shit, counting? <laughs> yeah, I think we, we, we become, what it's going to be 12 in June, July. Yeah, it's June, crazy, July. man. Crazy. Old give days. me give me a little backing on Ashtag. how you guys actually started it all. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I moved to Bangalore, India. College happened. Uh, yeah, one of the primary agendas was to start a band and we went, uh, found Vikram, convinced him with some food and <laughs> 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 beverage at the what we used to call food court back in uh, Christ College. So, yeah. The drummer... Oh, yeah, by the way, I should mention for everyone listening that uh, we're in the presence of an OG band. That means that we're all Bangalore over here, aren't we? All Bangalore, all Christ College. Yeah. Yes, I think we can proudly say that we've maintained this lineup for... I mean, at least the current drummer, uh, we've... He's been with us for almost 10 years. So we've had only uh, one other drummer technically on our lineup. And he was there for the first two years. And then since then. So, yeah, I think I, I don't think many bands can boast the fact that the lineup has stayed the same for. I mean, this is the only second variation of the lineup. There was one other drummer. And yeah, now it's the three of us. That's it. I mean, yeah. So a, a lot of bands, we don't like to say, OK, fine, I sound like this band or a lot of the music that we listen to actually influences, at least for you guys to be speaking on your behalf, uh, influences the kind of music or the genre of music that you fall under. Do you find yourselves taking uh, influences from other bands that you guys have listened to? Very much. Actually, the thing is we, um, the three of us, at least three members, uh, come from actually very different musical backgrounds. Our drummer Sachin and I actually share a very common background in progressive rock and progressive metal. I actually come more from a metal background than I do from a rock background. I felt a little bit of a, a Cornish vibe from that. Am I right? A little bit? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. You're offending. <laughs> but actually... <laughs> Corn is new metal, my friend. A little education for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but he's referring thing. to other cooler metal. You're not cool enough. <laughs> no, the thing is, I do like Corn, but it was not... I mean, they're not my... All-time favorite band. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, it does have that bit of a vibe because Khan does use a lot of electronica in them. He's just being so. diplomatic. <laughs> I think we all have but to I like Khan. Hey, Khan is great, man. I, mean, I like Khan. Yeah, they're not my favorite band, but I like them. Yeah, they had a unique sound for that. Yeah, band, they have a unique sound. Yeah. What about you, Evan? Do you do you draw musical inspiration? I mean, what, where's your <laughs> musical backing coming from? I'm, I'm shallow as it comes, so I'm... Uh, I think my childhood was heavily influenced by Bonnie M because I have Malayali parents who don't listen to anything else. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so from there, I think, uh, went on to 
perhaps i don't know actually yeah so i went on to strangely new metal a lot of hip hop there's one album i till date go crazy over i mean that's that that was one of the first few albums i ever heard in terms of genres similar genres of what we play i mean uh, but that was a much larger spectrum that's uh, what's that the snm show by metallica oh yeah, so that had heavy influence um so i have i have a very strange mix of pop um hip hop vibes new metal vibes along with symphonic stuff mainly because of that snm show yeah so snm 2 is now out i mean no i close to in my opinion to the first one but uh, yeah i mean these days i i listen to commercial stuff i listen to uh, i i'm not big into i mean yeah certain forms of metal but not my cup of tea but uh, other than that, yeah i mean whatever takes catches my ear i guess So the first time I'm exposed to Metallica's SNM. So when you hear Metallica after listening to SNM like original Metallica it's kind of disappointing. I mean great band, great songwriters, great guitarists but just it's just it's is I don't know how to explain it. It's not the same. Yeah, you know the problem you guys were talking about, you know, about how you haven't now you do have a permanent percussionist. Metallica faces the same problems with their basses, man. They went through Cliff and then uh, Jason Newstead and now Robert Trujillo as well but they are getting back to do a I think a tribute with uh, Jason Newstead as well sometime later on this year oh crazy yeah and that's going to be insane so you guys i don't know uh, pioneers in the fat rock genre how did that come about please explain to me and everybody else listening about what is fat rock <laughs> Honestly we'd like to think we're more of alternative rock. Fat rock is something that people made up and we just held like we kind of latched onto it because it sounded cool. You can think of But it as a subgenre in its, its own right. Yeah, you could say a subgenre and the focus is more of because we were a three piece band like a lot of there was a lot of riffing, there was a lot of power chords, there wasn't much. So our style of music is very low end like mids and base a lot of a lot of low end riffing a lot of low end power power chord work all that so that's how it became that's why people used to refer to like as fat rock that's how because fat of that rock came fat baseline yeah. used to like so, twang in there yeah so yeah i kind of i kind of did feel elaborate. that today man yeah, i mean the, the i think by design our music is very uh, is on the um, lower end and uh, yeah like he said we we concentrate more on the lower end and a bit of the mids again the low mids and not so much on the higher side i think just our music just is by design somewhat in that spectrum and i think uh, you guys are comfortable there plus you sound good over there so why not stay there right yeah and for me personally there's nothing like a thick bass line so you know That's that's something that I always aim for. Cuz you know I'm all about. Cuz <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm all about that base. And and you know what that's something I think that gets our audience really shaking. If you can groove and dance to the music, I think that's rewarding enough. Yeah, I think it's a job well done after that, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um but from the time yeah. y'all have started to where you are where you are now, has your style of music evolved in any way? Have you picked up anything like that or do you think that you're hardcore and you're just like how you started the basics are still the same we we still want to be that loud three piece guitar bass drums keeping it simple sort of vibe but for those of people who follow our music they definitely notice the changes and i think our upcoming album you you you'll get an idea of what we're talking about this it's all sort of colors in there while trying to make maintain the basics On that note, I'm sure our listeners are eager to hear some of that fat rock that we've been talking about. Coming up is an acoustic version of Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am, a track of all the Fat Children's upcoming studio album. Have a listen. Wham Bam Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am Wham Bam Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am Wham Bam Wham Bam Thank You Ma'am Wham Bam She said break a leg break a leg she's got another round got a sip got to catch up on the next stroll to the bathroom door get it out get it out get it on la 
Now she said, break a leg, break a leg. A woman with a plan got my hand. Is this it, bro? children or atfc if you'd like guys when it comes to tech how deeply embedded is it when it comes to creating your music when we started out eben did use a processor for effects on his guitar and i was just plug and play and then eventually we were both plug and play and he would just use the distortion available from the amplifier and then uh, in the last 4 to 5 years we've started investing a little bit in some um hardware to kind of you know make our sound a little different from what we are so used to and uh, eben got processor I think, i think interesting is a better word rather than different yeah interesting so he he got a processor to kind of augment that sound and i decided to dabble in a bit of effects for bass which is kind of it's not um it's taboo it's not taboo um unless you you know unless you you prefer like a very clean sound or you want the sound from the pure sound of the guitar mm mm-hmm. but i was i think 4 or 5 years ago i was really into muse muse the bass player of muse actually looking at the rig that he has and looking at the kind of sounds that he has live for most of the music that they play live i thought i'd just give it a shot and i tried hunting around for different pedals separate pedals for effects and then i decided i'd just get an all in one effects processor and since then i haven't looked back so i i'd spend i think i spent about a week or so trying to refine something and i more or less got a consistent sound over the last 3 years at least so that's pretty much something that helps push our sound design to the limit at least for what a three piece can achieve because i think as a three piece we want to compensate for the fact that we don't have another yeah i think uh, so. it uh, demands you guys to be a lot more versatile right yeah we just wanted to make the sound interesting but mm-hmm. adding on to what vicky said one of the uh, important things that we wanted to minimize on uh, often clients tend to be like you know oh we are you sure you want a guitar amp 
I, I don't know if I, <laughs> I, I don't mean to, but you know, it, it's how it is. Like a lot. Who or, asks uh, a man if they want a guitar amp, man? Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, see, that's the thing. Maybe they're trying to cut costs and all that. So we found it to be easier that both both of us got processors where uh, we had amp modeling on the processor. So in fact, we so a lot of shows we do. Uh, we uh, I mean, now it's just we directly plug to the mixer and bam, bam, just. Yeah, keeping it simple. So reducing tech is one thing. And it's also easier because then, like, you don't, the whole lugging of the, either we have to lug a large amp to the venue or uh, a rental company has to get it done and this and that. So it, it saves headache for a lot of people. And then you're assured of a consistent sound, like Vicky said. Yeah, absolutely. But then sometimes it's just nice to just, you know, travel light, just travel exactly what you may need to. Exactly, you know, make that's what, it's consistent. I thought about pedal boards for the bass, but then uh, acquiring all these different pedals with different effects and then chaining them together, it seemed very complex. And mm-hmm. then I, when I went for the processor, and the one I chose was after a lot of research, and I realized it just has everything I want and more. And to be honest, it's just keeping things less complicated. I mean, at some point, I think we want to go to a place, we've actually been talking about it, where we carry our entire rig and we just need, uh, like we're talking about carry our own mixers, carry everything A to Z, except probably a drum kit and uh, the PA system. That's Sounds like it. a good road trip yeah, journey so, already, guys. So that's that's the plan, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it saves a lot of headache to convince people that yeah i need this and that and all that and i'm sure there are bands outside india already doing this i, I think we are super pampered in that light so yeah. how, do you, how do you all how do you all decide i mean depending on the gig you're going for whether it's corporate or whether it's a college fest or something like that how do you all decide what your package and what or what your combo is going to be in i mean when do you tech? say okay fine, i'm gonna leave this back home because i don't need it but i'm taking the rest with me no so that's the thing we want to get to a place where we have even if it means just one piece of equipment that just like holds everything together we want to carry that so i mean we we have to do our research on all that so part of the job is done because we have our processors running everything and you just plug through a di box and go to the mixer and yeah and like i said we we want to carry our mixer our own mixer and just get it done there are a lot of bands already doing that so then we are we are only relying on the organizers for the PA system. That's it. There's no other stress. Oh, you, like, like you don't want to get into a place where yes, exactly. You don't want to be in a place where oh, you didn't get this right. <laughs> you know, there's always a chance of that. And we want to keep the sound consistent. Yeah, there's a lot of planning that'll go into it. That is the future from now, and that's what we've been working towards. Uh, this is all part and parcel. I think apart from that, yeah, in your monitoring. Things like that, yeah. So we have any has been, but it's just the drum kit probably that we, we'd like organizers to provide. <laughs> carrying that large thing around. Sachin, yeah. Sachin doesn't make a big deal out of that. Like, oh no, these skins are too too loose, they're too old. No, <laughs> I'm sure. No, that's the thing that we get it through. That's one thing. Again, so some we've had a conversation where. What if we get to a point where we carry electronic drums, which is actually these days you have options which are easily movable. It makes it makes a whole lot of more sense, but uh, it's kind of sacrilegious, isn't it? Yeah. Again, I mean, you then have to the stick to an acoustic guitar. I tell guitarists <laughs> it's the same thing. Like you it's, know, it's all about being smart with your technology. Yeah, that's smarter, is. lighter, more mobile. Yeah. It, it really makes um, it makes all that difference when you're traveling around with so much equipment. So yeah. We've got another track that you guys performed here today, and we are excited to share it with our listeners. Well, this is Thanks for the Rock and Roll, an acoustic version of a track of the upcoming album. Have a good listen, guys. One, two, three, four. a shooting star Now we're gonna go far, far, far We might just break a leg or two 
too. I'm fine with anything, cause it's Bangalore. And all I wanna know is that I'ma have a good time. All I wanna know is that I'ma have a ball. All I wanna know is that I'ma have a good time. All I wanna know is that, know is that, know is that. shooting star now we're gonna get out we might just drop a jaw or two i'm fine with anything cause baby it's you and all i want to know is that i'ma have a good time all i want to know is that i'ma have a ball all i want to know is that I'm having a good time, baby. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. I'm going crazy, baby. Thank you for the rock and roll you're giving me all night long. Speaking about uh, live performances, well, as you very well know, Bangalore has taken a major hit. You know, we've had a couple of our favorite live gig pubs shut down, you know, like. take 5 and be flat quite unfortunate because those are the places that guys like me used to actually frequent but that has kind of changed the dynamic of the music scene here in bangalore i mean you have seen that entire culture shift where do you think we are headed and what do you honestly wish for the music culture here in bangalore knowing what it is <laughs> that's a little heavy question though. yeah <laughs> no no it's not heavy it's um it's reality i think there's you can't fight what's happening every place has its you know there's a catch everywhere you go and also see musicians and uh, musicians especially need to understand that uh, live music in its current format or the format that we know of it may not last for really long i mean you can be a purist and you can say that bro i'm going to stick to this i'm going to be stubborn and do this do this and given my but, creative intellect yeah all that so i mean you'll have always find those guys but you need to learn to progress with what's happening around you you can't always fight and get things done the way you want so in that regard i think i mean see we can't help the fact that pubs are being shut and honestly I'm going to be probably shot by people I know for saying this but a lot of these pubs themselves have not procured the right licenses the right and things like yeah I mean there are they should have done their due diligence and I'm sure there are people who did it and despite that got screwed over case to case scenario but I do know of places where you know they've they've cried foul and then when we did our background checks on that it was actually them who didn't they bribed their some official at some point and just got got away easy and in fact a lot of these licenses weren't procured yeah i mean like, these properly. are institutions that have been around for a while and at that time probably the rule wasn't being implemented as strict as it is now there there would have been leniency at some point and uh, anyways So there's there's a lot of debate on who's to blame and this and that and then there was some high court ruling god knows I don't like these things are going to keep happening to be honest and uh, ideally you know what I think people need to shift their focuses right now I know that uh, festival culture is picking up in India and it's Trust. time that artists focus on and uh, see another thing is that we are we are we are in a day and age when people live on the internet uh, use that what difference is going to make if you can if you're smart to get your sound right through the internet and record some stuff and put it up why not and out there you can still reach the same amount of audience i mean you put up a live video it's not hard to get 200 people there's the same amount of people watching you at a pub uh learn to move with the times mm. and uh, i think 
that's all it is you can't do anything else yeah per se that there, there are some bands that have live streamed their shows um if i remember i think uh, slipknot did it for one of their their own festival i think it's called notfest they stream they streamed one of their live shows so it's not i mean bands do that and also a lot of people uh, like eben said we live in a day and age of internet and a lot of iot devices and so on and a lot of people at shows are now recording with their phones you know some some people are diligent enough to record the entire show end to end some people record some big sections and you know they, they some of it goes quite viral on youtube some of it becomes enough of a mainstay that people like watching it through that kind of a lens without you know the professional audio and so on but that's or probably without having to go to to go and experience and it either uh, there there's uh, the if you know the band Rammstein the german band yep. they're currently on their world tour promoting their album also named Rammstein and um, they are trying to discourage people from recording the show in any format video audio whatever it is no, even even short bursts of it like even short bursts of it they they want the experience to be unique and and they want everyone to to experience it but the thing is uh Rammstein doesn't tour all over the world so you know i'm very sure there are a lot of fans in say asia or southeast asia absolutely but they won't come this side at least they don't have anything on their roster so people from this side of the world want to see what's going on there and they usually put up quite a big production and pe- there are a lot of videos online uh of their shows the current tour that they're doing and a lot of them are getting taken down at some i've managed to stay up so far they I mean, they they're trying to discourage but you know it's the internet it it goes up there and it stays there somehow yeah but coming back to your question right now if we're talking about bangalore we're mm-hmm. talking about india i think we need to learn within i mean these are foreign bands they can do whatever they want that's fine uh, but we need to learn to play with what we've got so i think bands right now if they don't have shows well start with this is the time to work on more content or more write more songs release it online figure it out it's uh, find the right platforms to actually uh, put the songs on yeah, so that they yeah, can get yeah. so a good good pool of listeners to get in on yeah and uh, again see if if it is if bangalore doesn't allow you to gig i mean there are still places running by the way there's there are, there are, yeah uh, your options are limited true um and i know i know people who are trying to uh, you know start their own house concerts that's quite a thing go play in house concert maybe you don't have a drum kit but music is music uh, <laughs> you don't be like hey bro our does no drum kit means i can't play i've heard quite so, a few yeah. uh, percussionists uh, with bongos and all that going and playing yeah. in live house gigs yeah so do those well. you've got opportunities of a lot of festivals coming up see if you want to go into a festival uh, if you want to if you want festivals to approach you you need to have great content online and that is important so that's how you survive you can't uh, say that oh i just because pub shows are not running or of course we have new issues now thanks to corona even we're losing all sorts of shows including corporate and festivals there is but yeah, uh, yeah but in general i think it's just high time you i, I mean high time people learn to go move with the flow now and adapt yeah adapt oh, so. exactly it is sad though but um, yeah, yeah. you know call changes. it for what it is and yeah change is inevitable so and but that's the thing with music you have to be creative so you kind of have to think out of the box so now oh, yeah on on all aspects including yeah. this one everything right? whether it's marketing content creation whatever it is yeah absolutely so uh, again you know back to live gigs so i'm sure you guys come across a lot of you know uh, technical difficulties and hitches after all you are touring from you know one gig to another So when it comes to working with the sound engineers your sound is only as good as you know how well he calibrates everything right tell me a little bit about about that experience about working with these guys and how you try to make it as uniform as possible see different bands work in different ways some bands do their own mix like answering your question so i think the safest way to do that is if you can afford an engineer you carry an engineer with you as uh, a band and that's what we've been doing we have uh, option a option b option c according to who's available first priority second priority third priority and uh, i think yeah and these these particular engineers also have 
choices on what they what type of equipment they want to work on and yeah so accordingly we have a tech rider we send out uh, as much as possible we try to get meet those requirements as per how he or she wants it and um, yeah i mean if that doesn't happen we try to work along with what's available <laughs> pretty much so what's it like traveling what's it like traveling with the literally the bandwagon what is it like traveling with you guys i mean are you guys mostly on the road are you uh, flying to places or catching trains how is it uh, well i've been trying to convince abin that we should fly more driving actually is the most unsafe form of transportation flying we've is we've been actually flying more yeah we've been actually flying <laughs> against <more>. my wishes yeah, <laughs> which Why? world are you have, in vicky like <laughs> vertigo or something no i have a i don't know small fear of flying it's a but i've heard there's quite a thing with a lot of lead vocalists so <laughs> it's, it's fashion perhaps i don't know like, what, like i'm probably capturing something funny in that close capsule just just a general fear of flying i i i noticed you're trying to be funny you know <laughs> no i'm kidding so it is uh but yeah i mean most of the time we are flying uh there are a few occasions where we do take road if it's really close by because can't stand those sec- security i mean if uh, and you know how bangalore airport is i mean you're spending up and down a total of 3 to 4 hours just to get to the airport and, and that back. could be the transit time alone yeah and then you have security lines and it's packed and so like if it's in chennai these days we prefer road because it's it's actually it's faster. either way is the it same is, it is it's faster road. yeah i think it's much faster yeah. and plus so. you get to carry your equipment with you right yeah. on your like in your vehicle yeah so, i mean that's not been an issue of late check in but uh, has it has it ever been an issue though where uh, you all have actually you know we did have once not not an incident but uh, we had a small brush with one of the airlines and i think they asked us if we can check our guitars in and then we said look we've been traveling on all kinds of aircraft with these guitars and we are not going to change for no, that's happened so, a few times yeah. so we honestly we prefer so a lot of bands prefer to carry uh they get us in flight cases but i've personally i mean i know of friends who despite using the best flight cases and checking it in they've had broken guitars uh, when they land so really personally because of that uh, yeah this is these are incidents that happened a while ago i mean off late i've not heard they have been that. happening in fact i was just talking to amit about it on our way here quite a few of them actually have been facing this problem and uh, they so have been so because of that we prefer not to check it in we carry it in cabin luggage really it's painful yeah but uh, we do it <laughs> the thing is because of this i mean i know if, if you caps carrying a violin that's fine but then you're carrying like a so depending on the show so depending on the show sometimes when uh, usually i'm over confident that nothing happens to the guitar and uh, we don't use too many tunings to require backup guitars but in case depending on the show if you feel like we need a backup guitar then we check in the side but i uh, thankfully i've kept it simple that it's stick to one tuning the whole show gets done in one guitar thankfully the tuning holds as well and yeah and thankfully for the most part most of our airlines in india they're quite supportive of us taking our uh guitars on most cases there have been cases like vicky said just just one but i think if they put a fragile sticker on it then you're good to go right no that doesn't Ideally. really help they've stopped fragile stickers <laughs> yeah. did you know that hmm? so the last show i think we went uh, indigo has stopped it for sure why oh yeah um, yeah indigo has stopped using fragile stickers so but they, but they do give you a, they they allow you to go drop it as preference luggage or something so that's the latest that's what i experienced uh, i think one or two weeks back So you get to like sit on the conveyor belt and go all the way to like <laughs> 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 yeah, I wish <laughs> yeah, that'll be quite an adventure but but um, for the most part I think uh, airlines are becoming more musician friendly because they understand the risks of putting uh, instruments in the check-in baggage and the way it can get tossed and turned around so I think the last thing they want right now is you know something that's going public about you know the way they're handling luggage or something airlines have Uh, enough on their place to actually you know deal with right <laughs> now yeah work. definitely <laughs> yeah especially in the current current situation yeah um okay fine so uh i don't know can i call you guys veterans do you guys call yourselves veterans thanks man thanks for rubbing the age in <laughs> <laughs> dude well yeah, yeah yeah so uh new, veterans man new guys who are trying to get into the industry at least over here in, in let's talk, just talk about india so about bangalore 
Um, what do you what do you have to you know say to guys who are trying to get into the industry and who are finding it hard like you said you know you, they have to adapt um, do you have anything else to you know say to these guys in particular like a word of uh, elderly advice adapt beaches <laughs> <laughs> there's that there's that meme online with the bear, bear gorillas improvise adapt overcome i don't know if you've seen that meme yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so no, that's seen it, but no that's what basically you? what applies to um yeah man anything so that you're trying to get in these you. kids who were like <laughs> hey man no one else give me a show man like why is life sitting so hard? in a bedroom and paying to your mom just <laughs> like that's the thing i mean they, honestly like bands are or artists are way l- luckier in this in 2020 20 then 20 yeah in yeah. 2020 where I mean for us when we started 12 years back we didn't know like how to get distributor I mean how to get a distributor on board and get stuff done it was there at the point but then the, the the information available to us was I mean people are just starting off to get to know things and uh, I mean today you don't need anything 10 12 years later uh, you don't need a label you don't need anything you can just directly plug your music in with the distributor and next thing you know it's on spotify and everything else yeah absolutely i mean the same thing is available to us but uh point is that people should crib less but the cribbing still continues there's <laughs> always something to crib yeah. about man because i mean and then some of some of us need to accept that you're not always going to be uh, a metallica or a ramstein or a acdc uh if it depends on how passionate you are to keep going without you maybe you might not strike gold it's, it's all your life the yeah. right the right place right time kind of a thing right even if right place right and it doesn't have to happen it happens to one in a million the problem is a lot of kids expect to become metallica a and sometimes they expect to become metallica overnight B that's like the other <laughs> side of the problem. Yes. It doesn't end the way so it's con- side A. <laughs> side B is that they want it to happen overnight. So the truth is that you're not you may not become a platinum uh level yeah like artist. You right. may not uh be even half of that. Get your priorities right. I mean if you like making art, stick to that. because that's what it's actually it about may, yeah. it you may become big you may not become big but that's that's not what's going to define success in uh, the art world at least if you are passionate you like doing what you're doing i mean ask yourself do you actually enjoy doing what you're doing um and then yeah carry it forward yeah i mean that that from should there, be that should be the motivating factor yeah, right? and from I mean, there you learn to adapt from there you learn to be creative from there you learn to be smart there are a lot of great musicians who haven't gotten picked up or haven't been heard no, by see, the right the, people that's yet. the thing that that's the wrong way that i mean what you just said itself is flawed uh where you say haven't been picked up you don't need to be picked up you're we are in 2020 where you can push yourself out there you don't need anyone to pick you up that's that's again kind of spoon feeding or being Like, you know needing a babysitter to or being uh, tremendously opportunistic also uh, yeah however you want to see it but i think honestly people just need to uh, figure out <laughs> like what do you in this for and how bad do you want it you don't expect someone to come hold your hand or yeah but having having said that I mean ultimately you you have better chances of being famous or probably getting picked up or being recognized if you are catering to the kind of music that people want to be listening to in this day and age. Mm. I'm talking about you know dubstep and mumble rap and stuff like that. Mm. You know dubstep ultimately is done. Just, <laughs> just Yeah, yeah dubstep is done. Dubstep was done, right? Okay. <laughs> so my my two cents on what Eben was saying is just kind of riffing off of him is that if you're new and you you really want to make music and you really want to put it out then you want people to come watch your shows they you want them to buy your merchandise your CDs and so on a lot of new kids like he was saying side a they think that you know they can be the next metallica and side b they want to do it overnight a lot of new kids fail to take in, into account that uh music while it is also art is also business and it's an industry by itself yeah. 
and as a business you need to look at it from a business point of view you are marketing yourself as an organization you i mean you're a band but you're also a company and you have a brand and you entity need to rather, yeah. yeah an entity but you're also a brand online mm-hmm. and as a brand you need to market yourself you need to be able to sell yourself well in different regions or wherever it is that you want to focus That's your attention basically to. you have to be a person who is willing to wear multiple hats right you have to be a good a person who markets himself yeah. you can't be some kind of a recluse yeah. and just say oh man that's my part of adapt is... yeah that's part yeah. of adapt so yeah. 20 years back you had large labels to support you if you want to do i mean today if you want to do it yourself we know so many artists here right here in india who like have made it out of nowhere i mean yes now they're getting handheld for a bit because a lot of um, what do you call companies in the form of uh, artist management in the form of labels in the form of promoters in the form of uh, platforms like spotify that have now come to find these guys oh wow there is this artist who's come up so far but the work done till that point was by the artist themselves there there are quite a few examples like that out there in india itself and uh, that's that's the only thing see again let's let's not dive too much into this but Uh, it's plain and simple i mean learn to adapt where we're in 2020 where you can do everything yourself from your maybe even your album artwork maybe your pr your own recording i mean mm. like shit man like i know so many artists out there who do their end to end uh recording production, right production mix <laughs> with just tools that you know yeah in, tools that are available yeah on the internet and uh a few other gadgets they pick up etc and um, no need for expensive studio time yeah <laughs> gone are those days where you have to go sit in a fancy studio and you need a pay by, by the hour you pay by the maybe yeah pay by the hour exists but yeah you can do it yourself so yeah i think it's a two sides of the same coin you know along with the growth in opportunity and sorry along with the the growth in technology um probably the opportunity aspect of it isn't probably isn't isn't as large as what it used to be because you have you have a lot of i mean you have a lot of artists to to recognize you cannot recognize all of them yeah the competitions yeah. of course when shit gets easier the competitions going to increase simple yeah. as that yeah but then see that's another thing uh a lot of people fail to understand that our populations are so much larger people are also more exposed to things um you know uh, uh, <laughs> like i mean maybe 20 years back it was you'd have one radio per one in five houses yeah yeah 20 30 let's say 30 years back not 20 30 years back 30 35 maybe even 40 years ago but uh, so back then your audience was also much lower probably there are people who have lived and died with never hearing a radio or never seeing a tv in their lives but today's that's not the case you need to understand that there are large uh, there's also a large population you need to know i mean you need to understand how to tap them maybe sometimes it requires i understand that again india is a very complicated country because you have so many languages and all that so uh, if it means that you have to sing like in karnataka you might have to sing kannada to tap that extra audience and i mean that is that is again your up to you how you want to place your product and etc etc how creative you want to get yes how badly you want to be get how badly you want to get out there yes i think that's a good note uh, to actually end this on i think uh, amit's giving me a stare away and saying dude you got to wrap this up you got to be getting out of here <laughs> all right so um Again, thanks so much, Evan and Vikram. You guys have actually been great. Uh, b- before we wrap up, um, do you want to be telling the audience, uh, you know, plug yourselves in? Where can we find you guys? YouTube. <laughs> so, I mean, so YouTube, Facebook, YouTube. and YouTube. Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Instagram, sorry, yeah, I'm just, it's, I'm still ancient. So. Adapt, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hey, hey, man, I put up stories. Okay, <laughs> I, I have Instagram. Right? I just, it's not the first thought <laughs> that comes to mind. It's crazy. Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube. Before we do, um, what is your latest album going to be called, and when is it out? Guys? So we, we've actually no, this is actually going to be our first album till date. for the last 12 years we've believed in this whole 
let's release singles and uh, clearly that <laughs> right. so yeah i mean right now that, that works great but we were like you know what screw this shit let's just do an album and hence you have an album coming up yeah, i called dibs on the first release all yours all yours maybe let's <laughs> go personally pick it up from you guys so yeah album's coming out probably later end of the year and uh, we are looking forward to that we're excited we're done it's in the production post production phase it's well, a uh, nice item to kick off your bucket list so made an album oh yeah congratulations <laughs> on that that is a good note to end play out loud podcast number 1 thank you so much eben and vikram for dropping in today and performing for us live you guys sounded amazing uh even though you all were one member short catch all the fat children on youtube instagram and of course facebook The video for Wham Bam, thank you, ma'am, can be found on the QSC YouTube channel. And don't forget to like, comment, and of course subscribe. This has been Sanjay for QSC Audio. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I leave you with one of all the Fat Children's more popular tracks. It's called Somebody Else. Here we go. I wanna be somebody, somebody better than this. I wanna die. rich and famous hold in my ear hold in my
and a good odumo. I've had it, I told you, let's go. And a good odumo, I've had it, I told you, let's go. Here we go. I've had it, I told you, let's go. And a good odumo, I've had it, I told you, let's go. And a good odumo, I've had it, I told you, let's go. And a good odumo, I've had it, I told you, let's go. Hey, poor dad.